This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. The music that they're planning to use to crumble the morals of America is this rotten, filthy, dirty, lewd, lascivious junk called rock and roll. An hour of 60s underground music from around the world. Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Radio. Great 60s Garage Punk, Freak Beat and Psychedelic. Podcast fire all good podcasting providers and facebook.com slash retrospect garage punk radio. The shadows of night were definitely the scrappy rockers from the northwest suburbs. They modeled themselves after Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, whom they opened for in the summer of 66. And the Shadows of Night were the first of the Chicago bands to make it to the national charts with Gloria in 66. Episode 531 of Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show. I'm Phil Gray, and another hour of great 60s garage music. This week we pay tribute to the lead singer and founding member of great Chicago garage band and very important band, The Shadows of Night, Jimmy Sons, who passed away just as our last episode of Retrospect was in the can. 
29th of July, 2022. The band Jimmy Fronted, The Shadows of Night, initially formed 1964 as The Shadows. Of course, they found out about the English band The Shadows. A friend suggested the name The Shadows of Night, Night with a K, tying in with British invasion concepts. Shadows of Night, out of Chicago, of course. They played a version of British blues influenced by the music of their city, deeply steeped in the blues. They described themselves as the Stones, the Animals and the Yardbirds, taking on the Chicago blues and giving it an English interpretation. Jimmy Stone's just 16 at the time the band got together. They performed in and around Chicago's northwest suburbs through 1964 and 1965, became the house band at a venue called The Cellar, attracting more than 500 teenagers every Saturday and Sunday. And a recording of those gigs at The Cellar was released in 1992 by Sunday's Records as Raw in Alive at The Cellar, Chicago, 1966, exclamation point. They supported the birds in Chicago's McCormick Park in 1965. They brought them to the attention of Dunwich Records and they had performed Gloria during that show, subsequently recorded for Dunwich, released December 1965, massive local airplay in the Chicago area. We'll talk more about how that came about throughout the show. That was followed by the album Gloria and that followed up by Backdoor Men LP in 1966. Further hits with Oh Yeah, Bad Little Woman and I'm Gonna Make You Mine. But by 1967, Jimmy Soans was the last remaining original member of the band. Over subsequent decades, Soans fronted various versions of the group on the oldie circuit. Resurgences of interest when in 1998 Sunday's Records re-released their first two albums, then in 2006 when they headlined Little Steven's Cross Country Underground Garage Tour, and in August 2016 the surviving members of the original lineup of The Shadows of Night reunited and performed for the first time in 49 years. We'll be playing more Shadows of Night and more Chicago bands of the 60s in dedication to Jimmy Soane's But in a moment, I'll be joined by my friend, Rick Saucy, as he shares with us his experiences with Jimmy Soames. Now it's even easier to get your weekly dose of 60s garage rock, garage punk, freak beat and psychedelia. Simply ask your Spotify-enabled device to play you Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show. Well, I talked a little bit about the Shadows of Night and the influence of the band on the American garage rock scene. Joining me now, Mr. Rick Saucy, drummer with Chicago's original garage rock band, The Cave Dwellers. Welcome to Retrospect, Rick Saucy. Thank you, Phil. Nice to see you and nice to be on the show with you. So the Shadows of Night, they're not a band really that anyone here in New Zealand would know about unless they were really into garage rock. They, They didn't get any sort of cut through here, but they were quite a big band in Chicago. You live in Chicago. How well known were the Shadows of Night? And what sort of impact would you say they had on you and your peers? Well, everybody, every band that I knew back in the mid-60s played Gloria. That was like learning uh, Louie Louie. You learn that and then you learn Gloria. Mm. So it had a big influence they were uh, the Shadows of Night. Uh, Jimmy Sons, in particular, had a little uh, flair for the blues. And uh, so they kind of liked uh, bands like uh, them and uh, uh, some of the other bands, uh, Cream, uh, bands that would have a little, little bit of an edge blues-wise. And 
uh, Jimmy uh, recently told me we were talking about it. I told him how much I really enjoyed his voice when he was younger, when they had their first hit back in 66. And uh, they had songs like I Got My Mojo Working, uh, Boom Boom. Uh, Chicago is is known for its blues. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you had like Muddy Waters and uh, John Lee Hooker and Van Morrison who wrote the song originally for them, he also has a blues feel to his Very songs. strongly, very much. And so Jimmy Sands told me he was like a white guy trying to sing the blues. And, yeah. uh, and he had a really nice voice early on when he was younger, a really distinct voice, and it was uh, enjoyable. Yeah. The band you were in, the Cave Dwellers, or are in again now, um, yes, they were they were a proper unit in 1965. So around exactly the same time as the Shadows of Night. Of course, Cave Dwellers are going to claim to be first. How come you guys never crossed paths at the time? What, simply because Chicago is a, a big, big place. Well, we played uh, similar rooms, or at that time it was mostly like teenage nightclubs. That's what mm-hmm. they called them back then. And uh, Jimmy Sons was like. Uh, a big, a big act, or I should say, the Shadows of Night were a big act at a place called the Cellar. Right. Uh, there was other other uh, places where uh, the bands would just go circle circulate. Um, There's like uh, the Rolling Stone was uh, was one, uh, Green Gorilla, Pink Panther, Pink Fink is all these names. The Way Out. And uh, the bands would just go from place to place to place. And uh, but Jimmy Sands pretty much had a home at the cellar. Him and the, him and his mates, the uh, Shadows of Night. Mm. You told me that you only saw them perform once. Tell me about once. that gig. Well, it was 1968, the summer of, and uh, they already had the hit Gloria back in '66. We're just a couple of my. Uh, uh, Rock buddies, we just wanted to go see the band. You know, they had like a number one hit with it. They're huge. Mm. And, you know, we're trying to break out with a hit. We're trying to do something that's going to catapult us Mm. onto the rock and roll scene across the nation, not just locally. So we went to see what they had. And uh, it's a good band. It was a really good band. Again, he had uh, Jimmy Sons, he had this distinct voice. And he had this little blues edge to him. And uh, we really enjoyed it. We tried to pick up some pointers from it. We we weren't really a blues band per se. But, you know, you want to see somebody and maybe pick up something uh, from a band that had a big hit. Mm. Rockers and bands in the 60s tend to, uh, I guess it's part of the natural evolution of a band, tend to drift away from the band and do other things. And, and Jimmy went and did sound work and, a whole lot of other things uh, before reforming uh, Shadows of Night. Y- your life trajectory was a little similar in that you uh, you rejoined the Cave Dwellers in 2015, I think, after seeing a quote in the local newspaper from founding member Gary Goldberg. Within a year of rejoining the Cave Dwellers, you had met Jimmy Sons and was performing with him. How, how did that first gig uh, backing Jimmy come about? Well, we... Um... We had to learn his songs. Most of them were not that difficult because mm. they were his rendition 
of the blues songs. Uh, he was no longer with the Shadows of Night. He was just Jimmy Sands performing as a solo artist. Well, when he would book, it was normally Jimmy Sands of the Shadows of Night. And uh, so people would know exactly who he was. And uh, uh, he, um, a- any place that he went, uh, whoever was backing, or whoever, whatever band was playing, and he wanted to uh, come in and sing a few songs, that band backed him up. So that's how the Cave Dwellers came to be playing backing for him? He, he was looking yes. to do a gig with a for the local band? He um, he was invited to uh, uh, join uh, our show, and we've done it many times. Five, six times we backed him up in the last few years. And uh, he was a, a, a really good guy. Unfortunately, he had had a stroke, mm. I believe, in 2015 or 2016, and it really changed him. And uh, he wasn't as strong. He, he had to be uh, more careful with his health, but um, he was still he was still fun on stage. And uh, we, the last gig we played with him, which was a, a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Rosie O'Hare's, and uh, he had to sit down for four of his songs. Right. And uh, then he, he stood up for his last song, Gloria, and just belted it out. And it was great. The crowd loved it. So that, that gig was on the 16th of July. And, and we think okay. that was Jimmy's final performance. Am I right? That is correct. The gig itself, um, and I saw it posted to Facebook a couple of days later, uh, was at uh, Rosie O'Hare's, a small character pub next to the Fox River in a uh, a little bit of a closed-off street. This is in West Dundee, northwest Chicago. Now, I know this because when I saw it posted, I, I have such an interest in checking out places that you and some other friends in the States go and hang out that I, I went straight onto Google Earth and I looked up where Rosie O'Hare's was and I found it and I went into Google Street View and I zoomed around and went, oh, that's where they were playing. Mm-hmm. And sounds that's a little right. bit stalkerish, Rick, but but I find it really, really interesting to, to zoom in on these places. It looked certainly looked like a, a lot of fun. And uh, you're right, you, uh, Jimmy did get up and sing that retrospect favourite, Gloria. Rick, I'd like to play for you a short clip from Jimmy talking in 2016, and I will give credit to VintageRock.com YouTube channel from where I took this clip. So have a listen to this. I'm not going to kid you. I don't know how many Glorias there's left there, <laughs> and I'm going to sing every one of them. You got, you got a washboard, I'll sing Gloria. Because, you know, I have fun with it, and the big, bigger thing than that is it, it still has that thing that it did when I was 19 years old, that people light up. And it still gets it every you time. Know, they, that people light up, they have fun, they forget they don't have a job, that, you know, they forget all their problems. And for me to be able to do that is amazing. So, Rick, clearly Gloria means a lot to him, right? Oh, yeah. It, they put him on the map. And mm. uh, we tried, you know, there were so many groups in Chicago that got that break. And uh, he was smart enough to release Gloria, there was a little side, there's a backstory to it. They didn't, the radio stations didn't play the the version uh, by them very often because it was a little bit risque back at the time. There's a line where it says, come up to my room. And I think that was the objection. Mm. Right. And um, so he changed two lines at the, uh, uh, I think it was Dick Biondi, the the, the disc jockey. 
said to him, if you change this one thing in the third verse, a couple of lines in the third verse, it won't, we'll play the song. Uh, otherwise, we're not going to play it. And it wasn't much. I mean, uh, um, I, I wrote it down here. So uh, she, uh, the them version was, uh, she knocks on my door, and then she comes to my room. She makes me feel all right. Well, he changed it to, she knocks on my door, she calls out my name. That made me feel all right. So that changed the whole connotation of it. Mm. And uh, so he got airplay and uh, people loved that song. Like I said, every single uh, garage band in Chicago that was anything to do with rock and roll played that song. It's yeah. a staple. What a great honor for you to be able to sit behind him just three weeks ago and play, Gloria. I hope you're in perfect time, Rick, too, because we're going to hear that now. The oh. Cave Dwellers or members of the Cave Dwellers and others backing Jimmy Sons at Rosie O'Hare's on the 16th of July. This is Gloria.
I'm with Rick Saucy, drummer with Chicago's original garage rock band, The Cave Dwellers, talking about the late Jimmy Sons of The Shadows of Night. Rick, there's a fantastic anecdote about Jimmy meeting Van Morrison. Did he ever mention this to you? I heard the story um, one time. I, I heard him talk about it one time. Mm. It sounds incredulous. I'm going to play that clip right now. Okay. I, I was at a venue on North Side of Chicago, Beginnings, that was owned by Danny Serafin, mm-hmm. the drummer of Chicago. And Van Morrison was playing there that night. It was sold out. And I was just hanging around. And yeah, I, they, they did two or three encores. They hadn't done Gloria. And they started strumming it. And everybody's looking around. And all of a sudden, somebody pokes me. And it was Van standing behind me. And go sing a song. So I did. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was, see, look, I, I got the hair standing up on my hand. Sure. Every time I tell that story. Absolutely. It sounds incredulous. Uh, I mean, it sounds very warm and generous of Van Morrison, which is what makes it perhaps not ring true to me. Well, I imagine Van Morrison made a couple of uh, uh, pesos off of that song from uh, The Shadows of Night. So I think, yes, it's good point, Rick. Good point. I, I imagine, though, that uh, I'm, as a songwriter, uh, that they, they recorded the song. They just didn't get it out. And it was on an album. But they didn't play it very much on the radio. But uh, Jimmy Sons took the advice of Dick Biondi. And uh, like many bands, they get the break. And uh, he got a huge hit with it. And it went, stuck with him and the rest of his life. Yeah. Rick, any last thoughts on Jimmy as a man, as an acquaintance or friend of yours? Um, I have to admit, I wasn't as close to Jimmy as a lot of other guys were. And... Um, but he was always, always nice to me. He, uh, uh, we did a, a benefit about a month ago. I think that was maybe the last two uh, performances by him. We backed him up on. And uh, he was, uh, before he came on, he was sitting with my wife, Kathleen, and just having a nice conversation with her. And he's, he's a funny guy. He was a jokester and uh, kidded around. But he was down to earth. Uh, he would talk to people. He was approachable. And um, he was—he was a legend. I, I call him the king of garage rock. Fair enough. A, a well-earned title. Yes. I, I mean, I—I I just threw that in my uh, in my post on Facebook. I don't—I never heard anybody else say that, but that's how I felt. Great. Well, what a lovely tribute to the late Jimmy Songs. Thank you, Rick Saucy, drummer with Chicago's original garage rock band, The Cave Dwellers. Thanks for joining us once again here on Retrospect. Oh, thank you for having me anytime, Phil, for you. Retrospect. 60s garage punk, garage rock, freak beat, and psychedelia.
isn't just the lyrics, it's the beat. Retrospect, 60s garage punk, garage rock and psychedelia. Retrospect 60s Garage Punk show in this tribute episode to the late Jimmy Sones, frontman and founding member of the Shadows of Night. Thank you so much to Rick Saucy from the Cave Dwellers for joining me to share his perspective on the man that he backed up, notably 
for Jimmy Stone's last gig and the last song being Gloria. Following that, two tracks from The Shadows of Night. Off their 1966 Gloria LP, the cover of John Lee Hooker's Boom Boom, and from that Raw and Alive at the Cellar, Chicago 1966 live album, released by Sunday's Records 1992, Willie Dixon's Spoonful. Ladies and gentlemen, when you feed your children on rock and roll, you're feeding them on something that destroys their virtue and their willpower. Retrospect. 60s garage punk, garage rock and psychedelic. Well, we're heading into a set of Chicago bands. Firstly, off the Pebbles Volume 6 Chicago Part 1 compilation, the band is called Buzzsaw. Released on Rembrandt Classics International, Buzzsaw evolved out of the Lemon Drops who had had a minor hit with I Live in the Springtime. It's a favourite of mine. Uh, Buzzsaw reinterpreted the song in a more psychedelic vein. So from Chicago band Buzzsaw, I Live in the Springtime. <laughs>
Chicago bands in this all Chicago tribute episode of Retrospect. The Buzzsaw with I Live in the Springtime, followed by Group Inc. Like a Woman, released on Freeport Records, and Take a Look at the Fool by the Thunderbirds on Delaware Records, 1965. The Thunderbirds out of Chicago, made up of some members of other bands, bass player Phil Orsi from the Uni Beats and the Little Kings, and the vocalist Joe Dutton out of a UK band called the Robin Hoods. Buzzsaw, Group Inc. and the Thunderbirds. They're noisy. It's true. Retrospect, 60s garage punk radio show and podcast. More Chicago bands in this tribute episode of Retrospect. Here is the words. W-U-R-D-S, formerly the Dirty Words. You can see them up on the Retrospect Facebook and Instagram. 
Released on Pomeroy Productions, Chicago label. Dirty Words, teenage band from Chicago. All members aged 16 to 17 cut their teeth together playing bluegrass. They had quite a profile, though, regularly opening for national acts. Uh, became the Dirty Words. So here we go. This is Born in Chicago. Smash those crummy records. Get rid of the Beatles and the Hermans, Hermits, and the rest of that crowd. Retrospect 60s Garage Punk, Garage Rock, and Psychedelia. Well, have you been around lately and stopped to see how the in folks are living electrically? It's the way of today, tomorrow too. The only way that's right for you. The easier way to get more things done From household chores to TV fun So let's get with it and join the bunch Who acted on that surefire hunch Electric living has passed the test For all that's modern and all that's best Yes, get around friends, you're sure to see How the in folks live in
Hi, this is Jim Sons, the lead singer and spokesman of the Shadows of Night. On my right, I have the Hawk, our electric piano player. Hawk, what kind of fans do you like best? I prefer electric fans. Ooh. Hawk, do you prefer blondes, brunettes, or redheads? Yes. Joe Kelly is our lead guitarist. Joe, would you briefly describe to us your new hairdo? I was playing my guitar, and I got a tremendous shock. It's electrocution. <laughs> it is. <laughs> our bass player, Jerry McGeorge, sometimes has trouble being understood while he's singing. Why is this, Jerry? Not long one for that, Sam's out. Sit you. Next, I'd like to introduce to you our drummer, Tom Shafour, who sings the lead on our newest record, Willie Jean. Please buy Willie Jean so we can all go to camp, right? Right! Yeah! yeah. It's been nice talking with you. Hope we'll see you real soon. Here's a little number we did especially for you. Tracks out of Chicago, The Words with Born in Chicago, then Saturday's Children. The group apparently formed at the prompting of Paul Sampson. He was the owner of that club, The Cellar, where The Shadows of Night played. A bunch of their material re-released on Sunday's records. In 1997, they put out a dual 7-inch vinyl set with 8 tracks, but they didn't have the one we had. Chicago Electric Radio Ad from Saturday's Children. Then one more, From the Shadows of Night. But again, this is, well, definitely a little known track. It was a 5-inch, 33.3 RPM flexi-disc released on Aura Vision in 1967. No writer credits given, no catalogue number, but Aura Vision was a division of Columbia Record Productions. 
The flexi disc attached to Fairmont potato chips distributed around the Chicago area as a promotion featuring the Shadows of Night track we'll call Potato Chip. Well, I could not do a Chicago tribute set without including the Cave Dwellers, Chicago's original garage rock band. Here's a track recorded 1967 in Universal Studios. They were given just a few minutes to produce a B-side to recording. This one has been described as a punk precursor that took rock to its tough, angry conclusions, scorching past anything on the radio. It's a brilliant bit of Chicago rock music, The Cave Dwellers. This is, of course, Run Around. Hi, this is Gary Goldberg, founder and keyboardist from the original Chicago's Cave Dwellers. We got together in 1964 and recorded our first song starting in 65. Here's one of our tracks from our heyday of the 60s garage punk music with host Phil Gray and Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show. Hello, Hamilton, New Zealand. you hear yeah check out back episodes of retrospect 60s garage punk radio show and podcast always available across all good podcasting providers including apple podcasts tunein.com stitcher radio blueberry player.fm mytuner radio mixcloud castbox podbean pod directory and many more
It's as old as the Chicago Fire, as authentic as a Victorian antique, as charming as an old world. It's as fast as the last jet out of O'Hare, as hip as psychedelic sound, as aware as you are. It's the Mail M1 shop in Piper's Alley, Old Town. A lot of history is wrapped up in Mail M1's rough-hewn walls. In 1882, the room stored lard for Henry Piper's flourishing bakery at the alley's entrance. In 1967, the rooms store an overwhelming variety of Chicago's grooviest slacks, knits, shirts, belts, sweaters. The male M1 shop outfits recording groups like The Outsiders, The Brian James, The New Colony Six. Dig Mail M1. In authentic turn-of-the-century atmosphere, get with authentically hip fashions. All the good labels, all their latest offerings. Stop at Mail M1. Catering to you with style. The Mail M1 Shop, Piper's Alley, Old Town. In 1776, our land had been overrun by a tyrant. And in this time of need, the country was saved by the Minutemen. Now, in the year 1965, our land has again been overrun by the same tyrant. But this time, it will be saved by the exterminators. Three more Chicago tracks on this tribute episode of Retrospect. We had The Cave Dwellers with Runaround, followed up by The Ravels, started by Gary Goldberg. But they were, in fact, The Cave Dwellers as well. Recording made at Jim Fong Studio in the basement of Jim Fong's Chinese restaurant. The producer, I believe, to be Ken Freeman, the owner of the teen club The Pink Fink that Rick Saucy mentioned earlier in the show. He didn't like the Cave Dwellers' name or their uh, habit of dressing up as cavemen, so the record was released as the Ravels, unknown to the band. 
So the Ravels, Love Me No More, finally in the set of three, The Exterminators. From Park Ridge, Illinois, it's essentially Chicago. B-side of a July 1965-45 release on Quill Records, the A-side was Voodoo. We took the B-side. Declaration of Independence, 65. Now it's even easier to get your weekly dose of 60s garage rock, garage punk, freak beat in psychedelia. Simply ask your Spotify-enabled device to play you Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show. I'm going to squeeze in one more Chicago track. Described as an ultra-rare late 66 Chicago Garage Punk Fuzz Screamer, only 100 copies of this were pressed in 1966. They're almost impossible to find. It's been re-released as a limited edition 7-inch from this band called From. They played a bunch of teen dancers on the northern side of Chicago in the mid-60s. The one time in the studio resulted in two recordings. Chase Me Up a Rhubarb Tree was the B-side. We're having the A-side, the cryptically named 82569. Past two o'clock, you might see us driving by. Well, it's getting late, and I'm feeling fine. But I only work from eight to five this night. I'm the best work you've ever seen. I keep a girl in just a minute. I drive by her in my car, and the next thing you know, she's in it. Well, if you see a blur of black, well, it ain't the Batmobile. It's just that big bad GTO with me behind the wheel. When it's getting late and I'm feeling fine, but I only work on eight to five, six, nine. Chicago band from you can see them on our Instagram and Facebook the track 
8 to 5.69, a commentary on the band's late night lifestyle. Well, that's it for episode 531 of Retrospect, our tribute to the music of Chicago and our tribute to the late Jimmy Sons of The Shadows of Night. Thanks again, Rick Saucy, for joining me, helping me put this show together. I have really enjoyed it, and we have just time to leave you with an instrumental. Head to be The Shadows of Night. This one is called The Behemoth, and I'm Phil Gray for Retrospect 60s Carriage Culture. with Retrospect. Retrospect Garage Punk Radio on Facebook and Retrospect 60s Garage Punk on Instagram. And for back episodes, find Retrospect 60s Garage Punk Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and lots more great podcasting platforms. Tragedy, horrible tragedy, worst in our country's history, a horror show. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.